Good afternoon. Welcome everyone to Pirkei Avot. It's a pleasure to be back to share with you the wisdom of our fathers, the wisdom of those who put together Chazal, as they are known, Chachomenu Zichroinom Livrocha, the sages of the Talmud, who created for us the, the backdrop of what it means to be a good Jew, not just to be the Jew. We can observe Halacha, we can know what it is to do. You're going to hear today, it's not really enough to want to do that. You have to have knowledge to do that. But also, you have to have the desire to have knowledge. We'll deal with that in a moment. But first of all, I'd like to thank Myrtle Sitowitz, a um, Lanzmann of mine, because she comes from England. She lives here in Los Angeles, and she's a wonderful woman who always listens to my shiurim, and who's always involved in every possible good cause that you can imagine. Myrtle, thank you so much for sponsoring this shear, and we wish you Admeva Estrim, you should have good health, happiness, joy, and nachas from your family. Thank you so much. I'd like to begin this Mishnah by saying, we're talking still about Hillel Hazoke. As I've said so many times before, that Hillel, the great Hillel, who was a, founda a foundational figure uh, among Chazal because he created almost single-handedly the singular position of head of the Sanhedrin. Um, he inherited it from Shmaya and Avtalion, and you remember that he had a much younger companion called Shammai. We've spoken about that in the past, but Hillel, um, was the foundational figure because so many of his descendants became the head of the Sanhedrin after him. And we now refer back to him. There's several things which are said in his name which are extremely important to understand, to know, to appreciate and to take on board in terms of us understanding what is expected of us as Jews, not just in terms of the functionality, the technicalities of observing halacha, but also in terms of the breadth and depth of Jewish character and uh, a Jewish observance. So, who are your Omer? Hillel Hazokain, the great Hillel, said as follows Ein bur yereichet. How would we translate the word bur? So, you know, the word boir means pit. What's a pit? A pit is an empty hole. You're walking along the street and you see a pit. It's called a boyer. A boor is the human being version of a boyer. What do I mean by that? He has no knowledge and no appreciation of knowledge. You know that an empty pit, you can fill it up with something, and then the pit has something inside it to hold, but now you've filled it with something useful. It serves a purpose. A boor is someone who's entirely empty, but has no desire, no interest in filling that emptiness with anything meaningful. That is a boor. I don't know if you've ever come across a boor in your life. I have, on occasion, perhaps more often than I would like to admit. But a boor, says Hillel Hazokain, ain't boor yereichet. No boor will ever be someone who fears sin. Why? Because they know everything better. They know nothing, but they think they know everything. How can you ever be somebody who fears 
retribution from God or fears doing the wrong thing if you never know if you're doing the wrong thing and have no interest in knowing whether or not you're doing the wrong thing. And therefore, if you're just working purely by instinct, you're on the level of an animal. You're on the level of somebody who has no neshama, something I should say, who has no neshama, but you've been given a neshama. So when an animal does something wrong, they have no choice. They work purely by instinct. They've been pre-programmed. They're no better than a computer that does something because they have a program. Somebody's written the code and that's the way that they behave. They can't countermand the code that's within their system. But you, as a human being, you have the ability to override programming. And therefore, somebody who believes that because they were born a certain way. That's the way they have to be. The Rambam says in Hilchus Tshuva, anybody believes that they were born and they're very quick to lose their temper. And therefore, nobody could blame them for having that character. What are you talking about? You can train yourself. As you say in America, you can therapize yourself. You can create circumstances in which your character will come through despite the fact that you have a baseline that is not necessarily positive. You have the ability to change. You have the ability to be something that's more than you expected yourself to be. A boor is somebody who is willing to accept what they are and not to train themselves out of it. And such a person can never have a true awareness of God. They have no ability to accept, even if they say, I believe in God, it doesn't have any real meaning. Because believing in God is more than just words. It's more than just acknowledging the existence. It's understanding that God is responsibility. That God means I have to consider and reflect everything that's going on in my life and do the right thing. Ein bur yireichet. Says Hillel Hazokin. If you are a bur, you're never going to be a yireichet. If you're somebody who's not interested in learning and not interested in improving yourself, you will never be somebody who fears sin and is going to understand the context of what it means to be a good human being. By the way, I've met many people who tell me, I'm a good person. I'm a what? What does it mean to be a good person? How do you define a good person? Unless you have an external, objective definition of good, your definition of good is always going to be self-serving. I've met many people who tell me, I'm a Jew in my heart. Have you, ever, have you met someone in that? I'm a Jew. I don't keep all the mitzvahs, but I'm a Jew in my heart. You know what I call such people? Cardiac Jews. Because being a Jew in your heart has no meaning. It's a boor position. I want to be a Jew who knows everything there is to know about Judaism. I want to be somebody who's explored every avenue and has understood every nook and cranny of the Torah, of the Nevi'im, of the Ksuvim, of Talmud, of Medrash, of Mepharshim, Rishonim, Achronim, everything that there is to know. That is my purpose, that is my function. Ein bur yireichet. I will never understand the repercussions of chet, of chatoim, of sin, if I am a bur if somebody who thinks he knows everything, even though they know nothing. Now we go to the next level. 
Somebody's an Amorit. Okay, so he says, you know, I do want to learn. I just don't have time. I'm somebody who's involved in day-to-day matters of life. I have limited time. I have limited attention span. You know, I can't do it. Well, if you're that, at least you're better than a boor. You're never going to be someone who is a refined individual. A chosid. A chosid is not somebody who's a, who wears a strimal and a bekashen who lives in Williamsburg or Borough Park. There's many chassidim there, but that's not what chosid means in the Mishnah. Nobody in the time of the Mishnah wore a strimal. I know it's hard to believe, but they didn't. They, but they didn't come from Eastern Europe. They didn't wear strimals, but they were chassidim. What did that mean? We want to be better than who we are. We want to rise above our natural state. We want to improve upon ourselves. We want to be the best possible me that we can be. Ein chosid, says If you're somebody who's simply satisfied with the level of knowledge that you have, you graduated at 8th grade, or even if you made it to 12th grade, but you never went beyond that, after that it was all about just making money and supporting yourself and doing the right thing and living life, you may be a person who does all the mitzvahs and makes sure that when it comes to sukkahs, you sit in the sukkah and shake lulav. You come to Pesach, you sit down at Seder night, you eat matzah and morrow. And, of course, you have to eat cheesecake at Shavuos. And you wear tzitzis and you wear tefillin, you daven it. All those things. You'll never be a chosid. Because you'll never understand the real meaning of the mitzvahs. You'll never understand what is required of you personally. In your position, wherever you are in life, what is required of you? Ein am ha'oretz chosid. Somebody who just goes through life and does the right thing, but never stretches beyond that, can never be somebody who excels, can never be somebody who's going to go beyond their immediate vicinity. And that is a great shame. And the next thing is v'loi ha'bayashon lomeid, says Hillel Hazokin. This is a profound teaching and one which has guided me throughout my life. If you're shy, if you're embarrassed to ask questions, you know, you go to a shir. Uh, and by the way, I give a lot of shirim. There's nothing I enjoy more when I'm giving a shir when there's people there, obviously not just on Zoom or on YouTube, when I'm at a shir and somebody asks me a question and I can't answer the question. I never thought of that question before. I never thought that that question was even possible. You've stretched my knowledge, knowledge to the extent that I simply don't have an answer. But sometimes I do have an answer. Sometimes somebody asks me a question and I'm able to give them information and help them understand something that they've never understood before, which will enhance their knowledge and which will enable them to be greater people than they were when they walked into the room before they heard me speak. Ain Habayashon Lomeid. If that person would not have asked the question because they were shy, they were embarrassed, they were bashful, they weren't able to expose themselves, they were nervous. You know, maybe somebody's going to think I'm an idiot. Ah, who cares? So somebody will think you're an idiot. They'll forget. Or even if they won't forget, who cares? You learned something. You became a better person. You became a greater person because you asked a question and you got an answer. If you didn't ask a question when you don't understand something, then you will never learn. 
You will never become knowledgeable. You will certainly never become wise. Knowledge is gained through questions. Knowledge is gained by seeking information when you don't know something. If something interests you, pursue it. Don't let it go. Make sure that you are relentless in ensuring that your knowledge is full and complete. That's what Hillel Hazokin said. Ein habayashon lomid. What about the teacher? You're a teacher now. If you're a teacher and you're somebody asks you a question and you say to him, you're talking rubbish. Why are you bothering with that stupid question? Then you will never be able to be a teacher. If you are impatient with those that you are teaching, then you can never become a teacher. Because ultimately, true information can only be given over by someone who has the patience for people who are learning from him who don't necessarily know everything and who don't necessarily absorb the information the first time. And, you know, Chazal is full of teachings and full of teachings that are challenged by others. Sometimes challenged by others who have clever questions. Sometimes the questions are ridiculous. Sometimes the questions are so fantastic that they completely undermine that which the original teacher taught. That is the way we learn. We learn from our mistakes. We learn from both our intellectual mistakes and our practical mistakes. And as teachers we learn because somebody challenges that which we teach and we don't know everything. We may think we know everything but then somebody says something to us and we think to ourselves, oh that's clever. I didn't think of that one. I didn't realize that what I was saying would throw up this particular problem. Now I have to consider that. And through that, I will learn something more and teach better. Somebody who's fussy about being challenged will never be a good teacher. You know, there are people who say, I'm so busy. I'm a businessman, I'm involved in commerce, I'm involved in my job, I'm involved in making sure that I can survive, I'm ducking, I'm diving, I'm doing whatever I need to do. In all You'll never become truly wise if all you're ever doing is working out ways that you can provide for yourself and your family. You have to take out time beyond the immediate needs of life to teach yourself, to train yourself, to educate yourself, to inform yourself to become a person that has other interests, other hobbies, and other brain-stimulating activities beyond the immediate needs of getting through the day and making sure that you can provide for your family. Whether it's a shir every day, whether it's daf yoimi, or mishnah yoimi, or just reading books, or it could be cultural, it could be music, it could be science, it could be any subject under the sun. If you're somebody who is purely involved in business, purely involved in commerce, purely involved in providing for yourself and your family, you'll never become truly wise. You'll be limited by the information that you need to know in order to survive. But survival is not the human condition. That's the animal condition. That's what animals and plants and insects and everything else in nature does. They just do what they need to do in order to survive. But we are greater than that. God gave us brains and gave us souls. 
gave us the ability to understand and to appreciate the world around us. And we must do everything in our power to rise above our survival instinct to be more than just people that live and then die. And then it says, If you live in a place where there's no wise, knowledgeable, informed, intelligent and educated people, then you must say to yourself, well, you could say to yourself, well, isn't that fantastic? I live in a place where there's nobody who's worthwhile. I can get away with what? No, 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 no. You must become that person. You must break out of your bubble and become the person that does what needs to be done in order to improve the lot of those around you, not just your immediate family, not just your friends, not just your community, but the world. Hishtadel liois ish. Make sure that you are an ish. You know, the word ish in Hebrew doesn't just mean man. It means somebody who is a doer, somebody who is creative, somebody who is responsible for the world around them, who feels that sense of responsibility. If you're somebody who's not knowledgeable in halacha and you live in a place where nobody knows much halacha, make sure you're the person who knows halacha. If you're somebody who's not knowledgeable in the parshas of the Torah, you don't know, you know, you don't know every, but you live in a place where nobody knows everything, make sure you're that person. Always aim at that to be the highest. Always aim to be the best. Always aim to be the most knowledgeable. Always aim to fill the gap, fill the vacuum, and make sure that you know what needs to be known in order for the people around you to gain from you, that you are not just a person who is selfishly taking from the world, but you are always gratuitously and selflessly giving to the world. Hishtadel liois ish. Be a person. Be a mensch. Be somebody who, after they're gone, people will miss, not just because they could tell a good joke or because they could tell a good story, but because that which they had to give will be missed, there will be a vacuum when they're gone. Hishtadel liois ish. Hillel Hazokin says, I want to be greater than I was yesterday because the people around me need me. That's what Hillel came. He came from Bavel all the way to Yerushalayim. And he lay on the roof, as we've described earlier. He heard the shiurim from Shmai and Avtalion, and he rose up and became the head of the Sanhedrin. Incredible story. And he says, live by my example. Hishtadel liois ish. Be somebody who is always striving to be a provider for those around them. Somebody who can give, not just take. Thank you.